So we'll go ahead and get started. Um, for those that are um, maybe new here and new to the call, I'm Coach Chelsea. I'm down here in Tallahassee, Florida. And this is going on a five-month journey now that coaches have gotten together just to simply talk about um, servant leadership and what that looks like in the eyes of different servant leaders in, in sports. And today we have Coach Ryan Price with us and you know I've watched Coach Price in the midst of this pandemic um, actually a part of another endeavor uh, to move the agenda forward on a lot of things with Coach Price um, and I just I love your humility coach I love what you do assistant coach at Southern University for men's basketball but also hosting your own um, you know agenda and, and, and podcast to move the items and agenda forward and, and not only the game but just growing us as people so it was only right that I could have you here today just to talk with us and about your faith journey and your athletic journey and just simply what servant leadership looks like in your eyes. So I appreciate you so much just for taking the time, and I'm going to go ahead and pass the torch to you. Well, thank you, Coach Chelsea. I'm glad to be here. Uh, I, I'm normally a, an attendee. Uh, I was joking with Coach uh, that I uh, during this whole journey or pandemic of the last five months, I have definitely been uh, the owner and CEO of Daddy's Daycare uh, down here in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So every day I have my my two-year-old daughter, so I was letting her know that we might, I might be having a co-host with me um, this evening or this afternoon uh, because my two-year-old, she's running around right now, got her pretty occupied. Uh, right now, so uh, in the house, but uh, I normally try to come on here um, um, pretty much every week uh, just to speak or just to listen, and and I will say we, I've, Chelsea, you've done a phenomenal job uh, with the speakers that you have had uh, and given their journey. Um, today, I'll, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about what my journey's been like. Um, I'll talk about what I've done uh, as far as athletically as, and as far as being a coach and, you know, my definition of being a servant leader. Um, um, I've had some trials and tribulations. Um, I, I call myself uh, a veteran young coach. Uh, I'm going into my 14th year as a coach, uh, but there's been times where I didn't think I was going to get to that, to the point that I'm at right now. And I've had, uh, I've been blessed and honored uh, to continue to coach. But if it wasn't for the Lord, then I wouldn't have that opportunity. Um, because there were times where I thought that I was going to, that I was going to run into a wall. So I'll talk today a little bit about, you know, going through adversity and having God's strength uh, when you go through adversity. Um, so I'll I just kind of talk a little bit and, and uh, say, uh, for me, I got a chance to, to play uh, collegiately um, at McNeese State University in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Um, that is, uh, is famous. Uh, that school is famous for uh, NBA Hall of Famer Joe Dumars. And I was able uh, to go there. I spent three years there. Uh, playing college basketball, um, left there, uh, 
was a player of the year defensively three years. And then um, I was also an all-freshman member in the Southland Conference. And I thought it was a great opportunity. I'm from Roanoke, Virginia. So when I got a chance to go from Virginia to Louisiana, I was just, uh, I enjoyed it so much. Um, my father, who I thought was going to be on the Zoom call, he might have just text me to ask for the link. Actually, he just did. So I'm going to send him the link as I'm talking. But um, he, um, he was my head coach um, at McNeese. And during my time at McNeese with him, it was great. Um, after my junior season, he was told he would not be retained as the coach. And I'm a 22 year old going into my senior year with about 12 hours left to graduate college. And I made a tough decision because my father was fired um, right at the beginning of August. So that's right when school starts. Do I stay somewhere that I'm not wanted? where I feel like I'm not wanted or do I go somewhere where I can start another journey and um, going through adversity. That was my first patch of, of learning adversity in the co in the college basketball profession. Um, and, you know, a verse that I, that I thought about when you go through adversity, adversity is Joshua one uh, nine, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed for the Lord, your guys with you wherever you go. And so I felt like I was in a tough spot, a tough place for myself. But if I didn't, if I didn't go and follow that path of that verse, then I felt like I would have probably, I would have given up at that point. Um, I was given an opportunity uh, to Finished my collegiate career playing at Henderson State University in Arkadelphia, Arkansas, Division II school. And how the Lord works, uh, the coach that just got the job got that job late in July. And that coach actually was an assistant coach at Mississippi State when I was a freshman. And we played Mississippi State when I was at McNeese. And... Uh, probably one of my career highlights for myself was that I that I had 16 points against Mississippi State. So he remembered that, and once he found out that I was in the in the uh, uh, path of transferring, he reached out to me and reached out to my father, someone that he had known for a while, and he gave me an opportunity uh, to complete my school schooling as well as finish uh, uh, finishing up my basketball playing career. So I went to Henderson State for a year, uh, enjoyed uh, my, my time there, uh, learned a lot. Uh, it was a lot different for me. Um, you're talking about a small town in Arkansas, Arkadelphia, Arkansas. And I had to, uh, I had to, I had to make it a big adjustment because I was going, to, I was in Lake Charles, Louisiana, where there's a little bit of fun that you can have as a, as a college student. And then you go to Arkadelphia, Arkansas, where you got to be in the right position in your dorms to get phone service sometimes. So um, I enjoyed my time there, uh, got my degree there, 
2007. And the way God works, I'll tell you the next thing is when I got into college coaching, I met a guy um, that gave me that opportunity as a college coach because we had played his team when I was a player as a senior at Henderson State. And um, I got a chance to actually speak to him after we played him and told him that I wanted to get into coaching. And so when I graduated from Henderson State, that was in the fall. So he left a job open for me for two months, two months. And I, I, I felt like that was uh, the work of God uh, because most of the time, uh, someone's not going to leave a job open for you if you haven't finished school for two or three months. And um, I got that opportunity. Uh, I went to Gannon University in Erie, Pennsylvania. That was another adjustment for me because when I moved there uh, and I got off the plane in December, it was 26 inches of snow. I had never seen anything like that in my life. Um, and I spent two years there in Gann at Gannon University. And then after that, I took a journey to Arkansas Fort Smith. I uh, spent two years there. And then I, I got a chance to, to go through a dream of mine of being becoming a Division I college basketball coach in 2011 um, at uh, Southern University. And I spent three years here with Roman Banks. Um, and I'm leading up into my truck, my uh, my testimony here here now. So just stay patient with me because this is when things get to another uh, go to another degree. I go to Southern University, spend three years here with Coach Banks. We won the SWAT title two of those three years. Um, being young, uh, and I guess we can all kind of attest to this. You can kind of sometimes have the thought process of being young and sometimes a little dumb and following money, I took a job somewhere else because it did pay more money, but it didn't equate to happiness. And I had lost my way. I uh, went to Prairie View A&M, right outside Houston, Texas. Uh, coached there for a year. And then um, I lost my job, I got fired. And I put a lot, I put pretty much all of it on me. Um, I was a young guy. I was probably about 27, 28 years old. Um, and I had become to the point where I had stopped being humble. I had lost my way. I wasn't being uh, the person that I should have been that got me to the point that where I was spiritually. Um, and I was a guy, uh, let me just say this, when I coached, at, at those other places, I've made my, found a way to still be involved spiritually. I might not have been able to go to church every Sunday, but I was a member of different committees of churches that I went to or attended in the cities that I was at before. And so uh, when I lost my job, I lost my way. I won't lie to you. Uh, and I kind of had to go through and I got a, a, a verse that I want to share with you guys. Uh, James 1 12, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person 
will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. And um, I felt, I felt defeated. I won't lie to you. I really felt defeated. Um, and, you know, something that I take with me was, you know, God hasn't promised that we, that we won't suffer in our life. Uh, but he has told us that he'll walk through our valleys with us. He'll be right by our side and his grace will be enough. And that got me through. Um, and so I lost my job and I had to find odd, odd ways uh, to make ends meet. I lived in Houston, right outside Houston, Texas. Uh, I was blessed to be trained and mentored uh, by the legendary John Lucas. Uh, who gave me a fresh start and gave myself an opportunity to keep the faith uh, by being the guy that helped with him with training guys that were college players or guys getting prepared for the NBA draft. And um, um, spending those three months with him opened up another door for me. I got a chance to lead my own program in, in Houston, Texas, a high school program. Uh, Fallbrook Christian Academy and we had several college basketball prospects we had actually and all of them were young guys when I got them but all of them now are in college and three of those guys are playing division one basketball at this at this moment so and then the other I had three others that went and played at other levels division two NAIA and I felt like that that was uh, a blessing for me um from there, Fallbrook shut down. So there we go. I'm going through another tra trial. So now here I go. I'm thinking, man, I found I found a job, something stable. I could be a head coach, and I lost the job. But because of my loyalty and my faithfulness, Coach Banks gave me an opportunity to come back to Southern with him. And a lot of times head coaches won't do that if you're an assistant coach when you leave. But when you give him, when you're loyal and faithful, that gives you that opportunity. So I got a chance to work for Coach Banks again as his director of player development. I made, and I'm going to share my story. I made $10,000 a year. So I went from making if you want to do your math six times more than that in my two years before that to making $10,000 and living in a dorm in the back of campus. So I'm going from living in, in, in Houston, Texas to now living in a dorm room in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And at that point I'm 32 years old and now I'm living around 19, 20 year olds surrounded by them. So that was another way of, of, of humbleness. And um, I was with him, and then he made the decision to become the athletic director full-time here. And he handed the job to an assistant. Um, and at that point, the assistant did not want to promote me from the position that I was at. And I worked with that assistant for three years before. So for me, I felt angry. Um, but I knew anger would not be the cure. So uh, God is God's strength. 
Now I'm going to talk about God's strength. When we look to God, he will give us the strength we need to carry through the dark times. So I took a step and just left that job. And here we go again. I'm going through another form of trying to find myself. I lost my job. So for two months, and I don't share this story with too many people, but for two months, I had to, and I and I I joke about it now, but I was a person that did snow cones. So when you go around the towns and you see the little snow cone truck stands, I used to drive a snow cone truck to make ends meet for two months. And I learned the cold craft, how to angle the snow cone and all that good stuff. Uh, but it taught me so much. It taught me about being humble. And um, um, I'm, it's two things that got me through that during that point. Uh, two verses, I want to say. Philippians 4.13, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And then Psalm 16.8, I have set this Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. So um, I was fortunate. And um, at this time, I had actually met my wife in 2017. And when I left my job, um, she, she stayed with me through and through. And that's how I knew I had a, a woman of God. And she's taught me the way. And she stayed with me during those times. And um, we were just dating. We just started a month before all of that. And she helped me. And she knew I still wanted to be a coach. So she was in classifieds just like I was, looking at jobs in different states, whether they were college, high school, whatever. And then we found a job uh, here in Baton Rouge for me. And... Um, Luckily, I knew the athletic director previously uh, because he actually was a student worker when I was an assistant at Southern. And he gave me an opportunity to lead at the church academy here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And I spent a year there, uh, had a great, had a, uh, probably had my, my most, the most fun I've ever had as a coach, to be honest with you. Um, when I got there, we won six games the year before I got there and we won 23 my first and only year and got to the state quarterfinals. And um, it helped me grow spiritually. And uh, it is some things that I didn't know that I could do as a, as a servant leader. Uh, I, I taught Bible. So that was something unique for me because when they gave me that task at the beginning of the school year, I was like, I'm not a, and I'm just being honest, I'm not a, a person that studies the Bible on a, on a consistent basis. Uh, I have my verses that I enjoy, but for me to sit there and, and teach it to, to young men and young women is different. So that allowed me to grow um, and let, allowed me to learn more about the Bible. So as I'm, as I'm teaching them, I'm learning more things about the Bible. And um, I'm just telling you how everything works full circle. When you, when you decide to put your foot back into 
into being faithful. Um, I got a chance after a year to come back to Southern for part three. And uh, at the time, the guy that got the job was Sean Woods. Um, and he wanted someone who knew, the, who knew the roots of the state of Louisiana. And he's give, he gave me an opportunity to come back. And, and I uh, actually just got a chance, uh, just finished my second year with Coach Woods. And, uh, you know, a lot of our pillars in our program are based on God. Um, you know, we've got uh, a moniker, we got a creed about, um, about God, where you say it every day before we go into practice and every day after we, after we get out of practice. And those things have allowed me uh, even more so uh, to grow, um, just listening to those. And just, you know, some of the things that we talk about uh, as a program and as a team, and uh, I, I'll share with you like our scripture that we kind of go over with our team is Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen. Uh, iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the, the the countenance of his friend. So we we are big about holding our guys accountable in our program, and so we talk about it all the time. A team has checks and balances. Uh, one person watches the other one's back, and that's what we we go about. And it goes down the line from Coach Woods to myself, um, to the players, uh, all the way down to the managers, to our trainer, to our strength and conditioning coach. We all have to hold, have, have to have to have one another's backs. Um, you know, checks and balances help, help them if they falter or lose sight of the goal, just like in friendship, all right? A good friend isn't someone who always agrees with you, what you do or what you say. And um, that's something that I've learned with Coach Woods is um, just because he doesn't agree with something that you may say, um, he's, still, he's still probably one of my dearest friends uh, in the profession of college basketball. So um, that's, that's a little bit of my story, Chelsea. I don't know if you need me to go any longer or if you want me to answer any questions, but um, that's a little bit of my journey and, and my uh, path along the way, and um, that's about it. No, I think it's awesome, and you know, you know, we you've been with us for a bit, and one of the biggest things that just came across for me is one, I already knew how humble you were, but it's you know, you see people that are humble, and it, a lot of times that it comes by just being taught that that's what we should be. But large in part, it is because of the journey. And I love how you were so transparent about these things because humble beginnings is what I would call them or I would give a theme to what you just spoke about because some people don't want to share that. But that's what built us and makes us who we are. And it gives me a greater understanding on why you serve, you know. And so I'm just so thankful. And as I always do, I'm going to hold mine back until the end but you guys know how it is i have many questions but i'm gonna yield to you all first and then i'll come back i can hear the tornado of my two-year-old coming so just bear with me a little bit i can hear the footsteps uh, yeah, 
Hey, I, I mean, how y'all doing? Oh, man, I've been trying to get with Coach Price for a long time to listen to him talk. Uh, yeah. I am a, the head soccer coach at Southern University. So uh, I've been here for five years, and it was like at the end of uh, Coach Price's uh, tenure with Coach Banks and everything. So, you know, me and him talk a lot. But to hear, hear that part of his story, it, it, was, it was great to hear and everything. Didn't know the whole story because, you know, we're not, I'm not the person that get into all those details and everything, but to hear that story, uh, it is a blessing for him and his family um, to be back here. And, you know, me and him is um, not just co-workers, but we, we became, and especially in the last last year uh, and a half, say, we, we became um, good friends and everything. And to hear that story and get a chance to hear him uh, speak it, not just to to me uh, when we are just, you know, around the campus or things like that, um, but to other people around um, other coaches and, and things like that. So I just wanted to just get on here and say I, I do appreciate um, you, Coach, and everything. And I appreciate what you do and everything. Thank you. Thank you. And um, Jeremy, he, he does a great job with his um, – he does a great job. Uh, he's our soccer coach, and uh, he's he's been a voice uh, that I that I've gotten a chance to uh, to learn and grow from uh, because he's a head coach. Uh, he's a young head coach, but um, uh, I kind of use him as a springboard sometimes, just on different things. I don't think you have to just base it on basketball, but you can base it on somebody else that's in a position of leadership. Um, at the very top. So uh, there's a lot of things that I get and take from Co Coach Fontenot um, that he gives me. Sometimes he tells me things I don't want to hear, but I might not want to hear it, but I listen to it. And uh, I I'm thankful because he's been a sounding board and a friend um, for the last couple of years, and uh, I'm appreciative of him and his friendship. I'm sorry. Thank, thank you for that, Coach. <laughs> I just had a player in here, and we were discussing a few things. Oh yeah, I know it's moving. It's moving week. I'm, I'm, I'm well aware of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. They, they've been coming in and out yeah. the last couple of days. So yeah, getting ready to make my move up to campus here, here, in, here in the next couple of hours. I know too. Um, and thank you for um, giving those words for him, Coach Jeremy. I appreciate that. Um. You know, to, it's one thing that I tell people all the time to, I hate spotlight being on me. Um, do not like, I never have, I like working in the background. That's always been my thing. And so to hear your peers, um, to be able to speak, you know, highly of you like that, that always resonates and to give, you know, a cosign to what we already know to be true. And I thought about you as you were speaking and James 1 and 3 came to mind that says, knowing this, um, that the trine of your faith worketh patience. And everything that I heard you say throughout, you know, your journey and, you know, as you called out, I'm at, back at Southern for part three. Um, when you said that part three, it really hit me because a lot of times, you know, people say it's not over. There's a song that says it's not over. It's not finished. It's only the beginning. 
when God is in it, all things are new. That's one of my favorite songs. And when I hear that and those lyrics resonate, I kept thinking about you saying part three and part one, part two, and part three was all a part of that story. Um, everything that you went through, even down, you know, like you said, when you had to transition, go to high school, when you worked in Arkansas, trying to find phone service, when you worked in areas where you had to go with snow, I still don't know if I'd be able to do that. They said, be mindful of what you say you can't do because God will bring you to it. But Lord, if you know me, I can't do that. Um, but I just love that so much because paying attention to and not being on that walk with you, but you taking the last 30 minutes to take us on that walk of your past, those trying times, they work for your patience. And when I talk with you and I see you sitting here talking right now, and as you got through with your two-year-old and even those athletes, um, it worked for your good. All things work together for the good of them that love the Lord, and we know we love them. So I thank you for that. One of the biggest things you said here, you said he'll walk with you through your valleys, and his grace will be enough. And that hit me because people, you know, my pastor calls them those twins, grace and mercy, right? And we know at the end of the day, God's grace is being able to grant us with things even when we don't deserve them. But when those trying of those trying times came, it worked for your patience. And now at that part three, not that you didn't appreciate it before, but all of those trials you went through, it gives you these moments like today. And it gives you these moments like, you know, your show that you have on your own to be able to stand here as my old folks would say, flat footed and speak about the goodness of God, even down to teaching that Bible class, you, you know, it was trying for your patience. It was working for your good. And so I just thank you so much just for everything that you, you know, laid out here um, in this today. I got some nuggets down here that I'm definitely going to be chewing on, but it makes so much more sense now when even we go through those valley moments, his grace is enough. So I thank you so much for that coach. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Yeah, it's it's been a, it's been a journey. And I know everyone goes through a journey, but um, and, and like I kind of shared, my father is a coach and my coach is, my father's coached at some high level places. He was the head coach in Memphis for a couple of years and he still is a division one head coach. Uh, he's probably entering, I think year 20 as a head coach at the division one level. And, um, I think sometimes when you're the son of a coach, people kind of think sometimes that things are, are spoon fed to you. And I made the, I made the journey. Um, I made, made my journey in coaching without following uh, my father, if that makes sense. Like I, I, I tried to get my own jobs without depending on my father to get those jobs. Uh, and I believe every job that I've gotten, now it helps that he probably could throw a little word in at the end for me to help me out. But I feel like everything that I've that I've gotten or received uh, was just, I think it was destiny. I think it was destined. I think, you know, I talked about my first job, the first job I got. Um, I sat down after a game and I was just sitting on the bleachers after the game and the head coach walked past, told me I did it had a good game. We struck up a conversation. We talked for 10 minutes. Uh, he didn't have to do that. We had beaten him. And we exchanged contact information, even though I was in college. And he remembered that six months later. And I feel like if that wasn't 
God allowed me to get the doorstep of getting into coaching, I felt like that was the door, the, the hint to get into coaching um, right there. And that was God's journey that, that put me, put me there. That's awesome, Coach. Coach, there's a question for you here. It says, if someone is going through a similar situation, such as you spoke about, what advice would you give them in order to persevere? Uh, I would say um, the main thing is not losing faith. Staying prayed up, um, keeping your faith and your beliefs. Um, I've been through a couple of, of, of obstacles, like I mentioned. One of the times I felt like just giving up, but if I didn't, if I didn't have the strength to to fight that demon, then that wouldn't it wouldn't have allowed me not to do something that I love, which is this. Uh, being a servant leader, being a coach, uh, uh, helping young men uh, to grow. And um, I just tell people if they go through any kind of adversity, uh, you know, just you got to you got to stay. You got to stay committed to your faith. Stay committed uh, to the things that you did um, before you got into that seat. Before that. And I'm going to ask, Coach, oh, wait, go ahead. Coach, love your message. Um, and what I love about it is you just, you, you walk your faith. I mean, you live your faith and it's, it's clear. And I also like, you have this calming, just watching. It's like, everything's calm. And, and you've been through a lot of storms, but, you know, a couple of things. One of the, two of my favorite things that have been recurred to me probably over the last month or two is be where your feet are and you have no matter where you were you were you were there but you were there in faith and the other thing is one of my favorite verses i'm not a really old testament guy but my one of my favorite verses is isaiah 6 6 8 here i am lord you know and so it, it, your life is is just an example of letting god use you and you being open to it i mean you've you know from from snow cones to everything else and it's just um, appreciate that that witness to the rest of us that it is about not our strength but our strength because of our faith and that, and it's just so clear by by your story and, and by who you are so again just appreciate that and um, thanks for sharing that thank you paul that means a lot thank you so much coach price what's going on what's going on mr huff how's everything I'm good, brother. Man, I just wanted to uh, come on as always and, and just your testimony, man. Uh, being committed to something, even when you got to endure it, you know, um, that's what I thought about when I listened to your testimony. Second Timothy, chapter two, verse three. Um, just take a take a look at that, man. I just I just look at you and your, as, as Chelsea said, your humility, your willingness to be a, a servant leader. Even right now during this time, I don't know how many people on this call understand how you're building into others, not just with this call today, but what you've done on, on your platform or let's grow on, on Tuesday nights for those who don't know. But he's just gotten coaches from all levels, people from all levels to share to help people grow uh, during this time. 
that just shows the kind of person you are, Ryan. And um, I just, I'm excited. I, I, I grew today just, again, hearing your story. So I appreciate it, bro. And I appreciate it, brother Huff, man, and and um, uh, Chelsea and uh, everyone else. Uh, um, me and Coach Huff have, have gotten a chance uh, to grow um, over the last several months. Like he said, you know, uh, the pandemic has allowed a lot of different people that, you know, in other times wouldn't have gotten a chance to know each other to get a chance to know one another. And what's what's funny is I wasn't in the league that we're in the SWAC for like two years. And in those years, he was in the league. So I I didn't get to really know him. I I had knew of his name, but I didn't know him. Um, and what led us in that path was, you know, Zoom calls, all of that stuff uh, had allowed us to grow uh, together in friendship. And I'm going to be honest, Coach Hump's the person that told me about this Zoom. So see how things work. If I if I hadn't connected with Coach Huff, I wouldn't have known anything about what you do and your and your delivery and your message on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. No, we appreciate you so much, man. And we're not going to steal you from that sweet little baby any longer. I just appreciate what you do, Coach, big time for everything that you do and for you know just render, rendering your heart um, and being transparent. I, I think and I know that. Um, God, like I said, ordained relationships and to see who we are outside of a coach, to see who we are outside of, you know, serving our players, understanding that we are holistically the servant leader and we're moving the agenda that God asks. And that even in trying times, such as a pandemic that we may not have seen, you still found an opportunity to do your own platform and be able to come on and help, you know, platforms like these to move the agenda forward. So thank you so much just for what you do. Thank you for your time. Um, and we're going to get you back to that baby girl. So if everybody would just bow their heads really quickly. Um, Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you so much for just being who you are. If you don't do anything else for us, Lord God, you've already done more than enough. I thank you, God, right now just for simply being the man of God that you are to heal us, Lord God, to mold us and to shape us into the servant leaders that you have called us to be. I ask a special prayer right now for Coach Ryan Price and his family and everything he touches within his program. Continue to use him, Lord God, and give him sweet rest so that he can be strengthened to do your will. I ask right now that you bless these coaches, Lord God, that are on the line and those, Lord God, that have gotten back to their regular schedules, Lord God. Continue to keep us, Lord God. Help us to make the right decisions in a time that we haven't seen before, Lord God. Help us to love our neighbors like Coach Paul talks about all the time, Lord God. We may be in, in different churches, Lord God, but we're all a part of you, Lord God. So we ask right now that you just continue to heal us, Lord God. Heal those that are sick, not only from the pandemic, Lord God, but for any other thing that they need your help with, Lord God. We know that by your stripes, we are already healed, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, so much just for providing for us, Lord God, for being who you are and for choosing us to, to push your agenda forward. Keep us through this weekend, Lord God, until we meet on Tuesday. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Man, much. thank you all so much. Thank you, Coach Chelsea. Thank you all so much. And um, I love my contact information, my phone number, email, and Twitter um, in the chat box. And I just want to say thank you all so much again.